we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. We know that the people who are dying from this from this uh, disease. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. You've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Friday, the 14th day of January, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am Johnny Amshin, alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, how are you today? Can you believe it's the end of the week already? Uh, I, I'm healthy and alive. Um, as far as the week, um, geez, we're already, what, halfway through the month almost? So, I mean, time is flying. Halfway through the, uh, well, halfway through the first quarter, almost on our way to the second quarter, and everybody knows what comes in the second quarter, yeah? That's what most are predicting anyway, but we'll see. It's going to be a lot of fun. Bruce, I have to ask you a serious question. I, I wanted to I wanted to lead off with this, and I, I really wanted to, to get down into this today for just a little bit. Bruce, are you a terrorist? Uh, depends on who you ask, uh, because well, I, Homeland Security has been labeling Christians as terrorists since uh, yeah. its formation, so... Yeah, you know. yeah. Well, a couple of things. Um let, let's just and when I say that I'm, I'm asking that, obviously, it's a you know, it's just that we're doing that in a facetious manner because everything's held. School kids, parents are labeled as domestic terrorists by the uh, yeah. is it the Justice Department. They formed a task force to go after parents now at school board meetings, calling them domestic terrorists. There was a letter that was drafted by Merrick Garland who is the U.S. Attorney General, calling parents at school board meetings who question CRT, which, by the way, his is it his son-in-law or his his son or his stepson or some, some something, family member? Something, yeah. Some mm -hmm. family member is the one that supplies the material to the schools to teach it. Yeah. And anybody that opposes that, according to his office, by a letter that was penned by him and signed by him, is considered to be a, de a domestic terrorist, which do you, he do you know flat who, out denied. Do you know who asked the school district? to write that letter. Go ahead. So the school district uh, that this happened in wrote a letter to the DOJ to, ha to you know, basically investigate these people. That's why the FBI and everything was starting to investigate these individuals. And uh -huh. they were being labeled as domestic terrorists. Uh, it was the Board of Education. It was oh, the, the school department, board. or excuse yeah, me, yeah, yeah. the department, not not the school board, excuse me, the Department of Education, the Biden administration. Oh, the Department of Education. Education federal. Department, as in federal uh -huh. level. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, we've been hearing about that, right? The, that's a that's a group of domestic extremists, right? The the parents of, of children that go to school board meetings, that's a group of extremists. And then, of course, you have the, the January 6th crowd of people, right? They're all domestic terrorists. They're all extremists, and they all need to be hunted down by special task forces and rounded up and, and dealt with, right? Isn't that what we've been hearing? Is exactly that. Stuart Rhodes, founder and leader of the Oath Keepers, was arrested this morning by federal authorities over the January 6th insurrection. He was taken into custody by the FBI for his alleged part in the so-called capital attack of January 6th, 2021. Even though, according to the New York Times, there's no real evidence he actually entered the building. And there's been a lot of suspicion that uh, that he was he was an undercover Fed anyway. He turned over a lot of his uh, his guys' records to the federal authorities. I think it was what, what was it last year or the year before? Something like that, I believe it was. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
He was a uh, he's a former uh, Army, U.S. Army paratrooper who went on to attend at Yale. He's been charged with seditious conspiracy, along with 10 other Oath Keepers who allegedly planned to obstruct Biden's 2020 election victory. So I guess this would be the first charge of sedition that we've actually charged. This would be the first one. Or well, it's not exactly it's, it's seditious conspiracy, but I mean that's kind of the same thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it, it's more or less the same thing, and I think I think that is the first one. All the others have been um, trespass, you know, yeah. misdemeanors, and held without trial and held without even a phone yeah. call or a bail hearing. Uh, at that hell, even the, or the, the yeah or medical treatment, even the uh, the the whack job that drove the the Wakesha guy who drove the uh, the car into the parade of children and ran them over like they were just nothing. Even he got a bail hearing within, what, 12 yep. hours? He had a bail hearing. Yep. Albeit he'll probably never make that bail, but he got a bail hearing. Well, are you sure Kamala Harris didn't pay for his bail? That's a good point. That is a really good point. Uh, well, of course, there are several organizations, I'm sure, that have raised money on his behalf for his legal defense fund. I'm sure the ACLU has lawyers down there right now, an entire army of them, ready to take on his case. But that's a side issue. That, that's a side issue. That wasn't domestic terrorism. That was a car accident, right? According to CNN, that, that was a car accident yeah. is all that was. That was a car it, accident. It was, the yeah. car ran over those, those children in that mm -hmm. parade. The car did it. Yeah, it was a car accident. That's why CNN has yeah. lost 90% of their viewers since January 6th of last year. Yeah, the, the car actually has a, um, a track record of running over people because uh, the car also ran over his ex-girlfriend uh, yeah, before before that. Yeah, before that, with the same car, actually. I mean, so I mean, with you, the same car. Think, yeah. You would think that if a car did that, then uh, you know, yeah. on its own, completely on its own, you would think that you yeah. know what? Maybe I should probably get rid of this car and and get yeah. a different one. Yeah, I mean, you know, typical superstition would say that okay, maybe the car is possessed and it needs to you know go to the salvage shop or something. You know. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, anyway, Stuart Rhodes has been arrested. Okay, fine. Uh, but the the question is. What about this Ray Epps character? We haven't talked about Ray Epps yet. We haven't talked about that. And it took me a while to um, to actually put my finger on what this guy was actually doing. I wasn't really paying attention to this stuff. I knew that going to January 6th last year was just going to be an absolute mess. I mean, obviously, I didn't go. I wasn't in the country. But I knew the people that were going to go there. I thought, you know what? Why would you do that? Why would you go there? It's just going to be a setup. It was the same thing that was going on at all the capitals around the country. Oh, everybody needs to get to the capitals armed. Excuse me? Excuse me? That that just reeks of feds is all that does. The uh, what was it? The there was a rally that was uh, that was held in DC over the over the summer and the feds were all hanging out there, all looked the same, you know, same haircuts, same sunglasses, same watches, <laughs> same clothes. All I mean, it was just it, it was like they were all hanging out together with don't tread on me flex. <laughs> <laughs> it's like everybody knew it was the I believe that was the January 6th rally. So it was the no, no, no. It, this was over the summer. The, they were no, 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 no. This what did they have it in the summer? Because the these guys were in shorts in, in short sleeve shirts. Yeah. Um, I want to say that was early October. I could have been. August. Yeah, it could have been. But they, they, I know that it was still warm out. It was still warm out. It was in the National yes. Mall. It was, yes. it was still warm out. But anyway, I'm getting sidetracked here. Ray Epps. Why hasn't this guy been arrested? This is a guy that was on video that was saying, we need to go into the Capitol tomorrow afternoon when or when we get to the Capitol, we need to get into the Capitol. Then he's whispering into some he's on video whispering into someone's ear. Then they breach the police line and go into the Capitol and Epps disappears. The FBI puts out uh, the call 
all over their social media and everything else. Hey, with Epsis Pictures saying, hey, we need help identifying this guy. He was up on their website, on the FBI's website. They said, we need your help, the public, to identify who this is. Well, the web IDs this guy. As, well, by the way, he was giving that speech. Everybody was around him chanting, you're a fed, you're a fed, you're a fed. <laughs> yeah. And what happened to the guy that was going to blow up the Library of Congress? You remember him? You know, that Rodney uh-huh. Rosenberry, whatever his name was. And he says, oh, I got uh, I got a toolbox full of ammonium nitrate and I, I just I just want to go home. What happened to that? What happened to that? I thought he had five other guys and they were going to level an entire city block if one of them went down. What happened to that? Uh huh. The number one trend when that happened was false flag. But Ray Epps, I, I'm you have to you gotta you gotta reel me back on a topic, Bruce. You know I'm getting kind of off topic. You, you smack me with a hammer or something. It's still on topic. You you're it setting is. the groundwork. For, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know. All right. So the Ray Epps thing. The FBI puts out the call saying, "Hey, we need your help to identify this guy." Well, the web IDs this guy. And he disappears off of the website and nobody hears from it ever again. It just kind of disappears into the abyss. All these people are now rotting in the jail in D.C., not being charged, haven't been given an arraignment or a bail hearing or anything, medical treatment, hell, even a phone call. God only knows if they've seen any attorneys. I don't think so. Any attorney that's allowed to see them, they would have been out by now. We've got these people that are being held without charge, that are denied jurisprudence, and this fool's walking around, hasn't been charged with anything, and you're saying he's not a Fed? You're saying he's not a federal informant? As much as I am disappointed in the stance of Ted Cruz on what he's, uh, about what he said on January 6th, that's not in question here. That is not in question here. I'm not talking about that right now. What I want to talk about and what I want to play is what he said questioning the assistant director of the FBI, sitting before the Senate, getting questions on Ray Epps' involvement and the FBI's involvement on January 6th, the assistant director of the FBI. You know, the person that works under the director, you think they might know something. Well, let's find Very out. Very telling interview. Yes, let's find out. People, But that is not the case, and the wildly disparate standards are unacceptable. Ms. Sandberg, I want to turn to the FBI. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. Uh, did any FBI agents or confidential informants actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no? Yes or no? Sir, I can't. I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents or confidential informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well, there are a lot of well, people who are understandably very concerned, are understandably about, very Mr. concerned about Mr. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered And there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, Fed, 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 Fed. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a Fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. The next day, on January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? Sir, similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that. Shortly thereafter, the FBI put out a public post 
listing, seeking information on individuals connected with violent crimes on January 6th. Among those individuals in the bottom there is Mr. Epps. The FBI publicly asked for information, identifying, offering cash rewards leading to information leading to, for information leading to the arrest. This was posted and then sometime later, magically, Mr. Epps disappeared from the public posting. According to public records, Mr. Epps has not been charged with anything. No one's explained why a person videoed urging people to go to the Capitol, a person whose conduct was so suspect the crowd believed he was a Fed, would magically disappear from the list of people the FBI was looking at. Ms. Sanborn, a lot of Americans are concerned that the federal government deliberately encouraged illegal and violent conduct on January 6th. My question to you, and this is, a, this is not an ordinary law enforcement question, this is a question of a public accountability. Did federal agents or those in service of federal agent actively encourage violent and criminal conduct on January 6th? Not to my knowledge, sir. Thank you. I'm just wondering exactly what does Assistant Director Sandburn actually know? She doesn't know a whole lot. So how is she the assistant director? Oh, I, I think she knew the answer to every I one of those she questions. Knows, I think she knows every last answer to every one of those questions, of course. Yeah. In fact, you pointed it out yesterday. The only honest answer she actually gave was the last one. Yeah. And that was a non-answer in and of itself as well, though. Uh she might not, not to have my known. knowledge. Yeah, not to my she, knowledge. Well, she might not have known, but then again, she might have. Who knows? She's the assistant director. She doesn't. I mean, obviously, you don't expect her to know everything. But sure. if there's an op that's taking place at the nation's capital on a specific day, and you have field operatives within that movement, you would expect that the assistant director might know something about it. Yeah. That. that yeah. Um, the other thing is. This is the same group of people uh, that have lied over and over and over and over. So what's stopping her from saying, not to my knowledge, and flat out lying? I mean, we could have a FOIA request for all emails or text messages and find yeah. out she knew exactly who the guy she was exactly. and was texting him directly. Yeah, I mean, and it, it could be matter. something like that. Yeah, and it <laughs> and wouldn't it matter. matter. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. It's like, okay, you you didn't lie under oath. You know, you could, you could go that route with it. You didn't lie under oath because, well, uh, sir, I can't answer that. Why can't you answer it? Why can you not answer it? Because it would be incriminating not only yourself, but the entire justice, uh, excuse me, the entire Department of Justice. Is that why? Well, we can't comment on active investigations. That's, right. that's our okay. policy. <laughs> Who's Ray Epps? She couldn't even answer that question. She couldn't answer that. He was up on their own website. You think, again, the assistant director might know something about that, of who they have up there that they're trying to identify. I mean, they were tasked with uh, f uh, facilitating that investigation. You don't know who this guy is? There's video out there all over the place of this guy saying, we need to go into the Capitol, just like Senator Cruz was talking about. You might want to call him in for questioning. And the fact that she was like, um, OK, so January 6th, let's say that's that's you have agents directly investigating that. Right. They're, they're looking into it now. You as part of the leadership, I expect are looking at the reports of these individuals. Right. So you would have a basic understanding of what your agents are, are looking into. Generally speaking, you know what's going on. So if Ray Epps uh, is instigating these kind of things. We have the video uh, that should be like a top suspect. Now, as the assistant director, I would assume in any other time you have someone of this 
magnitude, if you will, uh, Ray Epps doing this, this level of um, nonsense, being a, such a prime suspect, you would have a very basic understanding of, at the very least, who he was. And when someone from the Senate asks you, um, who is this guy? You could give a basic summarization of who he is. That, that, that's, that's part of your job. I would have expected that answer. And I would have been okay with that answer, to be honest. I, I would have been okay with that. Because if there is an ongoing investigation, of course you can't comment on that. I understand that all too well. You can't mention things that are pertaining to an ongoing investigation because it could destroy your entire case. So I get it. Now, if you want to confer with the senator confidentially behind closed doors because they're part of that investigation or they could be part of that investigation, then you clue them in. Fine. That's perfectly fine. But if I'm the assistant director of the FBI, and this is just me, okay? I'm speaking on this from a standpoint of a background of being an investigator, okay? That's all I'm doing here. If I have someone on my team that is investigating a crime of this magnitude that I'm tasked with overseeing in one way or another, I'm going to want to know every single detail about that investigation. And I want briefings every day from the team leaders, because when my bosses, when the director of the FBI would come to me and say, what can you tell me about what's going on? Because they're meeting with the attorney general, they're meeting with uh, the president, they're meeting with uh, the vice president, they're meeting with the secretary of state, secretary of defense, and they want answers. You need to be briefed so you can brief your superiors. And you need to know everything in a nice little report that they can take to their superiors. That's how they like it. Okay? So if I'm that person, if I'm if I'm assistant director Sandburn here, and I know there's a lot of assistant directors, but she's not the only one. But if I'm assistant director Sandburn, I'm gonna want to know everything about that case. If you drag in one sorry ass mope. I want to be on the other side of that glass watching that interview. That's me. That's me. I want to be down there and I want to see what's going on. And then I'll make my own detailed report and I'll set that aside and I'll add that to the notes for my superior, because that's the kind of integrity that you should have as an investigator. Not, I can't answer that. I don't know. I, I, I don't have an answer. I, not to my knowledge. I, I don't know. Now, I'm not entirely familiar with the whole subpoena process and everything and or or just inviting, um, you know, the uh, assistant director to come in and speak on this on this uh, topic. Uh, but don't you think um, it's typical standard? I would assume this would be typical, typical standard procedure uh, to give them an idea of what they're going to be discussing so that they can prepare beforehand and have the information ready to go uh, to, to discuss it. So even if the director was assistant director was uh, not familiar with any of this, um, they would have time to go and, you know, read the reports, get caught up to speed beforehand. I, I, I don't see why, why <laughs> I would have been, I would have been okay with them, uh, with her saying, I can't comment on it. But here's the basics of what we know and give them information that's very basic. That's not going to just jeopardize anything, but just satiate the appetite just a little bit. Just just kind of ease things a little bit. And then when you ask about Ray Epps, say, I can't uh, talk about them because of an investigation. Explain that part. But here's the basics of what we know. 
that would have been adequate with me and i would have been like okay maybe they they really are and maybe he's maybe Mm -hmm. he's squealing or something and maybe he Mm -hmm. they're using him as an informant or whatever I, but I, the I answers you gave, that. but the answers you gave just there, that's perfectly acceptable in that kind of a situation. That's perfectly acceptable, and that's understandable. But that's not what it was. That's not what it was. So I, I'm I'm laying out the foundation of that Ray Epps case, right? And this whole thing with like the you know we started with the parents, and then you you go to the Stuart Rose being arrested. Then you have the the people that haven't been charged. And then you have uh, this Ray Epps character. All of these people, what do they all have in common? They're all considered domestic terrorists, right? They're all considered domestic terrorists, with the exception of Ray Epps, because nobody seems to know anything about him. Uh, the, <laughs> the only people that seem to know anything about him are senators and the American people. And, and well, apparently the FBI, they've never heard of this guy. But I saw an interesting little quiz that came out of Zero Hedge uh, last night, and I thought it was so good. I thought we would just run down it. Could you be the kind of person that the government is looking for? Well... Unless your name is Ray Epps, then they're going to be looking for you if you have any of the following beliefs. So here's a number of questions. The following questions, and it's easy. It's easy. Answer yes or no. Now, I know that's a little difficult for members of the Federal Bureau of Investigation these days, because when uh, when a senator or a House member asks you a question and then they say yes or no at the end of their question, that means you answer yes or no. Why is it none of these people can give a straight answer? No one can give a straight answer on Capitol Hill. Nobody. Uh, I want to I want to put a disclaimer in before this. Uh, yeah, these ahead. these are um, uh, not my actual views, and just just so they don't use this to incriminate me later. Uh, just, yeah, just, got it. yeah, yeah. You said you have to do that, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> okay, number one. Do you ever criticize the government? Yes or no? <laughs> Oof. Okay, I. Uh, that one I can't uh, I can't hide that one. So <laughs> that's yeah, it's pretty tough. Have you ever been banned, shadow banned, or censored on social media for a political opinion that you expressed? Um, actually, yes, but it's not been my social media. Uh-huh. I've had others ask me opinions on it, and they wrote basically what I said and got themselves got shadow banned. banned yeah. So okay, all right, well that's fair enough. Yeah. That, that counts. Yeah. Uh, are you a parent? I mean, I kind of, yeah, it goes without saying. Do you, (laughs) I know why they're asking these questions. Do you attend school board meetings? Not a parent, but uh, okay. Have you expressed concern? Have you ever expressed concern about the education of your child at a school board meeting? (laughs) I mean, again, you know where this is Oddly specific, yeah. Uh Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in conspiracy theories? And this, again, this one kind of goes without saying. Are you suspicious of the FBI? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me give me an alphabet organization that you aren't suspicious of. That's true. That is true. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that one. Do you know who Ray Epps is? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Do you wonder mm-hmm. why Ray Epps has never been arrested? Number 10, are you unvaccinated? No, actually, I'm fully vaccinated. I've had all my vaccines. Uh, yeah. I, I'm just nice. saying, yeah. I, I've had all my vaccines. Uh, have you ever questioned the efficacy of COVID vaccines? Do you have a negative opinion of Dr. Fauci? Uh, yeah, again, that one kind of goes without saying. Would you ever consider yourself to be a constitutionalist? Bruce, I think you might be guilty of that. I, I think I yeah, just I sent I sense some just guilt a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Do you believe in individual liberties? Of, uh, of course you do. You extremist. You do. Yeah. Dude, what's wrong with you? Do you know what the Tenth Amendment says? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We don't want anybody to know what that says. No, God. Goodness, no. If you if you turn something over to the states and the states have their own way about something. Oh, no, my goodness. You couldn't do that. No, 
Goodness. Have you ever referred to anyone in the Democratic Party as a communist? How many examples do you want me to give you this week? Um, I'll, I'll go a step further and say not just communist, but fascist. That is a good point. That is a very good point. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll go with that. Have you ever referred to any public official as a globalist? Yeah, quite a few. Do you know what the Great Reset is? No, never heard of that. Is, is that a, is that a book or something? Is that does that come from like is that, a is that like a, is that a dollar store Bond like, villain or something? Is that is that like holding the 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 reset button on your router for like fifteen seconds? Oh, that might be it. Yeah, because it because it resets everything in yeah, yeah, in your network yeah, yeah. there. So that, I mean that's a yeah. that's a great thing there that you're doing. So yeah. I mean is it, yeah. it is a great thing to reset great this reset, stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's yeah. it's also great in, as in like big, like it's a true. not just great as in good, yeah, but great as in, you know, it's a yeah, that's true. That's true. Have you ever said anything on social media that was critical of illegal immigration? Uh, no, because I'm not on social media. Have you ever referred to yourself as a patriot? I, I mean, sort of. I just want freedom and free market and private property and just leave me alone. That's I mean, yeah. It, if that's a patriot, so be it. I fit the bill. Have you yeah. ever used the wrong pronouns when addressing a member of the trans community? No, I have not. I can say that for an absolute fact. No, I have not. No, I've, I've not. Uh, that, I, I, uh, I concur. I, I have I've, not. I used... have never used the wrong pronouns when addressing a member of never the trans used community. The wrong never used the wrong that's, pronouns. That's right. I can, I can attest to that. Do you believe that the global leaders are conspiring to create a new world order? Wherever would they get such an idea like that? I mean, what kind of a question is that? I mean, it's it, it. If we've never before in our history, human history, have we ever had global leaders try to to create I, new uh, a I new? No, no I, I can't think of a time. I, I can't that's ever think ever of that happening. No, I, I can't either. Uh, number twenty four. Are you a climate denier? No, I I know that there's climate. Of course, I I know there's climate. Don't you? Yeah, I know there's climate. Yeah, and it's yeah climate and it's changing. Uh, it is changing. Of course, it's changing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The only constant is change. That's for sure. That is for sure. Yeah. Um, are you opposed to Agenda 21? I mean, few people know what Agenda 21 is. I mean, if you're a listener and have been for a while, you know what Agenda 21 is. Have you ever belonged to a militia group? No, I haven't. But actually, but depends on what state you lived in. That is true. Yeah, it depends on what state you live in. But uh, if you read the Second Amendment very carefully, it says a well-regulated militia necessary to the security of a free state. So technically, if you are a gun owner, if you're someone that exercises the Second Amendment, technically by the letter of the Constitution, you are in the militia. All able-bodied men up to age 65 are considered to be in the militia in the United States. If you're under, if you're reading the Constitution as it's written, that's yeah. if you're interpreting the Constitution as it's written on the Second Amendment, that's how I, I, I look at it. It's open to interpretation. Even you, but even if you don't, though, some states um, basically say that every citizen of the state is a militia member. True. Uh, there's a few states yeah. that, that do yeah. that. So, uh-huh. Are you worried about gun control? No, I think people should control their guns. I, I think everyone should control their guns. I think yeah. that's every person's responsibility to control their guns. I, of course. I, I'm not opposed. Yeah, I'm not everybody. opposed to gun control at all. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm worried that uh, that people won't exercise good gun control, to be fair. I mean, I, I'm worried about that yeah. because accidents it's happen It's very dangerous time. to flag someone. It is it very is. dangerous. It is. Are you ever critical of the IRS? Again, what example do you want me to use of this week or even last? <laughs> right. Do you ever visit extremist websites? That's in air quotes. What I don't know what it, what is that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I visit CNN. I I, I visit that is true. Yeah. MSNBC. Yeah. So we, yes, we do, I do visit all these left wing hack websites. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. we visit the right wing hack ones too. I mean, just because mm -hmm. we have to. We have to. Unfortunately, <laughs> we have to. Have you ever attended rallies that promote extremist causes? 
No, I've never been to a rally. I I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Do you have rallies. Do you have right wing bumper stickers on your vehicle? No, because when you put a bumper sticker on your vehicle, do you know what that does to the paint? Of course yeah. not. I don't put bumper stickers no, on my car. No, 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 absolutely not. And it messes with those backup sensors you have too. So I don't. I don't even mess. Yeah. I, I don't even bother with that stuff. No. It, it it lowers the resale value on the vehicle as well when you do it that does. kind of stuff. It, yeah. just, no, it does. Uh, do you believe that your way of life is under attack? Well, let me see. You can't really go anywhere outside of buying food. You can't go anywhere to uh, to work out. You can't go to a cafe. You can't go to a restaurant. You can't go to, uh, well, anywhere, really. You can't get on an airplane. You can't get on a bus, a train, a, uh, take a taxi, an Uber, anything like that. You can't order food even so, from some places. Um yeah, I'd say so. Uh, we saw a video yeah. yesterday of a of a guy in Italy. They're, they're so they're so cracked out down there in Italy with this stuff. There was a toll booth worker in Italy on the on the highway. They wouldn't take the man's money for the toll at the toll booth because he wasn't wearing a mask. So they left the gate down. and He just had to sit there. We were seeing the the people being arrested in New York for not being vaccinated or wearing a mask um, when they went to an Applebee's. And a McDonald's. They sent 20 cops down there to arrest a guy for order. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a Burger King. They sent 20 guys down there to arrest one, 20 cops down there to arrest one guy that tried to order a Whopper and he didn't have a vaccine passport. DC's got vaccine passports going in in two days. We, we have global elite saying you will own nothing and be happy about it. Um, oh, and by the way, I, I know we're kind of being a little bit sarcastic and facetious, but when he says 20 cops were down there, literally 20 cops were there. To arrest him. Yep. Literally. For one guy who, by the way, yes. was putting up no fight whatsoever. He was complying with every order, but they sent 20 cops down there with 20 NYPD cops down there with masks on anyway. Do you consider yourself to be a nationalist? I, I don't even I'm not even going to respond to that. No, uh, I don't. We, no, we, we talked about that. What, over a year ago? Patriotism, nationalism, all that stuff. We talked about that. Uh, so no, I, I'm, I'm not even going to not even going to get into it. Would you consider yourself to be an opponent of critical race theory? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that's Marxism 101. Are you a prepper? Well, let me see. A prepper. According to the U.S. government and the Department of Homeland Security, if you have more than seven days worth of food in your house, you're considered to be a domestic terrorist. Is that a prepper? That was in the, the NDAA back in, uh, I want to say it was like 2013 or something. And I don't think they ever repealed that's, it. That's an average. Yeah, that's American. everybody. That's everybody. Yeah, that's everybody. Well, unless you live in a big city, uh, you don't necessarily have seven days worth of food there. I think you have three days of food. It, at average. best, yeah, at best. Yeah. Have you ever had any survivalist training? Yes, I have. Spent right. a lot of years doing it. It's called Boy Scouts back when it was a reliable and, and trustworthy and, and fantastic organization to be involved in. Mm -hmm. Would you consider yourself to be a fundamentalist? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Do you believe that religion should influence politics? It's a good question. No. Do I believe it should? No. Should, yeah. Do you believe and it should? The, and then the reason I say that is the specified religion. Yeah, um, insert religion, religion here. Insinuates yeah. any religion. Well, and I don't you know, think a lot of is. people a lot of people were concerned, and this is this is the actual truth. A lot of people were concerned that when JFK was running for office in the United States, right before he got elected president, a lot of people were concerned because he, he was Catholic. That was a big deal. That was a big deal. That was a lot of that was a big problem for a lot of people. If you can think about how far we've fallen, that that was a big problem for a lot of people because the American people's concern was was the White House now going to be run from the Vatican? That was their concern. My, how far we've fallen! Look at the Vatican now. If you're Catholic, I feel sorry for the average Catholic out there. Do you even recognize the Vatican? Do you recognize the Holy City? Do you? I I don't. 
I don't have any words to express my grief and my sorrow for the average Catholic out there that just wants to practice their religion and be left alone. That's terrible, what's happened to the church. That is terrible. Sad cloth and ashes, if you get the reference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, well, you, you guys know my position. Religion, no. Christianity, yes. I, I think if you're a Christian, it should influence your, your politics. Well, to be fair, that said, if you're a religious person and you're in politics, then I would expect your political stances to be influenced by your religion, if you're a devout individual to your religion. Uh, so I, that's what I expect. But personally, I would prefer Christianity to influence politicians over any other religion because our system is based upon Christian values. And on top of that, just to kind of round that off, uh, the founders did say that our constitution only works, our constitutional republic only works if we have a moral people. Are you a military veteran? Do you believe in a right to bear arms? Uh, again, I mean, we, we did discuss that. Have you been I, involved? I, yeah, go ahead. I have arms and I believe I should have the right to use my arms. I mean, that is true. If yeah. you don't I, have I, any arms, I like, yeah, I, I like think, you, I, I, yeah. 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 And if you don't have any arms, I think you have the right to be able to be given arms, you know, prosthetics or or some of the other advancements. So, yes, I, I believe bearing arms. Yes. And, you know, if you're if you're a um, if you're a person that's I mean, and some people do this. If you're if you're a person that collects like uh, the taxidermy stuff, you know, like the the, the stuffed animals, you know, that, that kind of thing. I mean, like yeah, the yeah, real yeah. ones. Mm -hmm. if you're that kind of person, yeah. if you want to put bears arms up on your wall, over yeah. top of your mantle. You have every right to do that. Of course you do. Of course you do. You have every right to do that. Have you ever been involved in stockpiling ammunition? Um, well, I mean, I, 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 got, a, I got a couple of boxes right here. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I have a box on my desk somewhere. Yeah, yeah I got a couple mm -hmm. of boxes right here. Actually, four, I think. But anyway, there's, yeah. Have you ever protested at an abortion clinic? Don't take part no. in protests. That's not my, it's not my thing. Uh, have you... <laughs> Do you, I'm not sure about this one. Do you have a negative opinion of the United Nations? Mm. Well, let me see. Uh, that That's pretty much mm. universal across the board anytime you go west of the Hudson in the United States. Yeah. They're pretty yeah. much equally hated everywhere west of the Hudson. So uh, that's, a, that's a long list of people that uh, have a negative uh, opinion of the United Nations. Unless you're in a blue city. That is true, unless you're in a blue city or California. Yeah. 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 Would you consider yourself to be an evangelical Christian? I mean... That, that much is obvious, right? Do you ever have questions about the legitimacy of our elections? Only every day. Only every day. Um, I think since I've been politically aware, I've questioned every election. No argument. Have you lost faith in public health officials? Um, I just told them a couple of days ago, if you have an argument saying that masks are actually effective, come at me. I dare you. I, I dare you to have that argument with me. The problem with that statement would imply that I had faith in those individuals to begin with. True. Are you resentful when you're ordered to wear a mask? Mitch McConnell, cocaine Mitch, when he said, it's not that difficult. Well, yeah, Mitch, it is. It is. When the government tells you to wear something, I have a problem with that. And history has a problem with that, too, because another group of people were ordered to wear something as well in the last hundred years, and it didn't turn out too well for them, did it? So, yes, I have a problem with that. I don't care if it's a mask. I don't care if it's a hat. I don't care if it's a watch. I have a problem with that. Yeah. Do you consider resentful uh, flipping them the bird and walking away? If that's Not resentful, then yes. That's yes. being polite, but, in my opinion. Yeah. That's being polite. Yeah. Have you ever said anything negative about the big pharmaceutical companies? 
That's an interesting one because both left and right are guilty of this one. Yeah. Well, now that well, the left kind of praise it now because they're all about you know jabs. And- yeah, but you go back, you go back a couple of years. The one percent, you know, uh-huh. the the protests they were doing for the uh, well, I think it was point one percent, wasn't it? But what whatever it was, the the Wall Street. Uh, they were protest. They were protesting him as well. You know, I was actually listening to somebody today. I could not believe what I was hearing. Again, I could not believe what I was hearing. Somebody was asked. That I was over. I was eavesdropping. I shouldn't have been, but I was just walking past two people. I couldn't help but hear it. You know, it was one of those things where you couldn't get far enough away, and they were talking so loud you just hear it. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, and you can't help question, but eavesdrop. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't help it because they were just kind of enunciating to each other because now these people were both wearing masks, having a conversation outside, outside. And the question was, as I was walking past, I just heard it. The question was, are you going to get the booster? Are you going to get the the booster shot? And they said, I'm only going to get the Pfizer one if they have it. I won't take any other one. You know, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm first, if you're in public and you're speaking and it's loud enough for me to hear it, I'm probably going to listen in. First of all, Uh, I just want to clear that up. You're in a public space. Uh, that that's just um, part of your dues, if you will. Um, but <laughs> wow, uh, tribalism. Anybody? Yeah. Uh huh. That's that's kind of what crossed my mind. Are you opposed to vaccine mandates? I'm opposed to any kind of mandate. I can't argue with that. Now, if you answered yes to none of these questions, which <laughs> if you answered yes to none of those, then you are exactly the kind of citizen that the federal government wants, and you have absolutely nothing to worry about. Now, if you answered yes. To between one and ten of those questions, you have some anti-government tendencies. But if you start watching CNN a lot more, you can probably turn things around. So that's just a little bit of advice right there. I, I know that was facetious in a bit, in a sense, but it's also not wrong. That is true. Now, if that, that was just between one and ten. If you answered yes to between 11 and 30 of those questions, then you're clearly a troublemaker and you may be on your way to becoming a terrorist. You're going to need to start watching endless hours of MSNBC and playing glowing documentaries about Dr. Anthony Fauci over and over and over again, as this will also be helpful. And you might be asking, what what if I answered yes to more than 30 of those questions? They have a solution for that one, too. If you answered yes to between 31 and 50 of these questions, there is no hope. You have absolutely no hope of redemption on that one. You are clearly a terrorist and the government is eventually going to be coming for you. I am proud to be into the there is no hope category. There is no hope category. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That that was a good list. That that is a good list. We love doing lists around here and that's that was a pretty good one. That that was a pretty good one and the thing is is they're not far off from reality because some of the the, the things we were seeing coming out of uh the federal government on uh-huh. um you know what terrorists are it's literally that absurd. And that begs the question. Okay, so today the uh, the the Supreme Court they were hearing the thing on the uh, the ruling on the vaccine. They were going to rule on the vaccine mandate thing. Well, the Supreme Court blocked the federal vaccine mandate. Or excuse me, the federal the federal vaccine or test mandate for large businesses in a six to three vote. The three abstentions were Breyer, Kagan, and so uh, Elena Kagan and uh, Justice Sotomayor. Uh, The OSHA Act does not authorize such expansive powers, the court said. 
However, the Supreme Court of the United States allows a vaccine mandate for workers at federally funded healthcare facilities to take effect nationwide. Now, we were discussing this before we started, and I said, I'm not for mandates of any kind. I don't care what it is. The government has no right to mandate anything on you, let alone any kind of experimental drug. And even if it was just about, let's just say that this, for the sake of argument, this is under emergency use, but let's just say for the sake of argument, that this was approved. They still don't have the right to force you to take a medical treatment of any kind, no matter what it is. If the government comes to you and says, we need to put you on albuterol. Well, what is albuterol? Anybody that's a nurse or, or a healthcare professional, you probably know what albuterol is. I'm just, I picked the first thing off the top of my head because we were talking about it earlier. Albuterol is an inhaler, like what's in an inhaler for an asthmatic person. So if someone that is that has asthma is is short on breath, they'll take a hit of that inhaler. That's albuterol. That's what it is. It opens the airways. It's just, it's a, it's a kind of steroid to open their airways. An inhaled steroid. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Now, if the government comes to me and says, we're going to mandate that you take this, I don't have asthma. I don't need that. I'm not going to take that because it can do harm to me. This is not any different. I don't need whatever it is that they're pushing on people, especially after what I heard today. You know what? There, there is a, um, and, and I know we, we were telling people last week to go listen to Dr. Robert Malone and Dr. Peter McCullough on Joe Rogan's podcast. Fantastic podcast to listen to. They were absolutely excellent. A lot of information there. However, I posted this up uh, and it is pinned to the top of our Telegram page. There is an interview out there of Dr. Michael Yaden, the former vice president of Pfizer and their chief scientific officer. And he has presented new evidence to the German legal team of Dr. Reinhard Fullmission and his team in Berlin that are working on a criminal case against these people. I would advise you, it's a two hour video podcast. It is in English. And there's also the German version of it out there as well. The English version that we have listed is two hours long. But if you want to watch the full podcast, then you can go to their actual page on Odyssey, I, th I believe it is. You can go to their actual page and you can watch the full presentation. And it is six and a half hours long. Now, if you have that kind of time, good on you. But unfortunately, I don't. I've had to watch this interview of Yaden in two different days. Uh, and it's been absolutely shocking, the stuff that he's been talking about. Everything that he has presented, it confirms everything that we have suspected up to this point. And even Dr. Fulmish himself looked at it at the end, and he said after Dr. Yaden's presentation of the slideshows and everything else that you'll see of the different jabs, the lot numbers, the batches, and what they do and what they're, what they're doing. At the end of it, Dr. Fulmish says, seeing all of this that you've presented, this is nothing less than premeditated mass murder. And this is a smoking gun. His words are very clear. They are very clear. So they've got it. The, the evidence is there. So anybody that wants to see it I, and, and, and listen to what the man has to say and listen to what that team has to say, I would encourage you to, uh, to take a couple of hours and, and go listen and, and watch that presentation that uh, the Dr. Yaden put together. But again, the Supreme Court rules on that today. Jen Psaki has just come out and made this statement. Uh, the, sen uh, the, the, the Supreme Court's decision on the OSHA mandate essentially means that in, the pan in this pandemic, it is up to individual employers to determine whether their workplaces will be safe for employees and whether their businesses will be safe for consumers. Uh, so President Biden, you'll see this in his statement, uh, will be calling on and will continue to call on businesses to immediately join those, those who have already stepped up, including one third of Fortune 100 companies uh, to institute vaccination requirements to protect their workers, customers and communities. We have to keep working together uh, in order uh, to uh, get this done to save more lives. 
So never mind that the Supreme Court just shot that mandate all to hell. We're going to put pressure on the businesses to conform to that mandate anyway. Ignore that OSHA can't do that because that's what they tried to use. Ignore that OSHA can't do that. You're going to do it anyway. Never admit fault. Always double down. It's not about the pandemic. It's about destroying small businesses. It's about Great Reset. On top of that, okay, let's couple this in. On top of that, you have the old man who says this today. Unfortunately, while our military is stepping up, as they always do, there are others sitting on the sidelines, and we're standing in the way. If you haven't gotten vaccinated, do it. Personal choice impacts us all, our hospitals, our countries. I make a special appeal to social media companies and media outlets. Please deal with the misinformation and disinformation that's on your shows. It has to stop. COVID-19 is one of the most formidable enemies America has ever faced. We've got to work together, not against each other. I'm pleading with media companies and social media companies to stop the misinformation and disinformation that's on your shows and on your platforms. Well, he didn't say on your platforms, probably because he couldn't think of the, the term, so he just skipped right over it. But we, we get yeah, the I idea. Don't of what he understands that. No, I don't think he understands. I, I, I agree. But um, <laughs> sorry, Joe Rogan said that Joe Biden's like a flashlight with dying batteries. <laughs> yeah, you got to shake it every once in a while to get it to work. It, yeah, get it to work. Yeah. You got to beat it off your hand there. Yeah. But sorry, that, that just popped up. Jack Posobiec just put that up. That just popped up and I started laughing. I couldn't help it. But um, anyway. That means I'm only I'm only assuming here that that means that another crackdown's coming uh, on social media. Now I don't know what else that they could possibly do as far as banning people. They've banned everybody with an opposing viewpoint over there anyway. Uh, and, and anytime big anybody, names. Uh, big names, yes. Uh, maybe they're going to start with a purge of of everybody else. That if you just even remotely put any kind of a, a negative opinion up, as in like the average person, you're now gone. Uh, unless that's what they're going to do. Unless that's what they're talking about. You can't get on a CNN or an MSNBC or anything like that. You, you can't get on or an ABC, CBS, whatever. You can't get on any of these networks if you have an opposing viewpoint. You're just not allowed on there. It's not a matter of they won't hear you. They just won't let you speak. They might try, uh, they might try pushing policy that will... Um, they may start trying to go after like your, your talk show hosts, your podcasters, your... Because that's somebody... Those are groups they have to target now. They that have to go after those groups next. Yeah. So maybe this is maybe this is the first steps of they're going to start going after groups like us, or really they'll go after the big guys first, and then that will scare off the the companies that that host podcasting, and they will implement rules and whatnot. Um, they're going to find themselves on a wrong end of a law of a lot of lawsuits because I mean podcasters, if you're if you're working a deal through a hosting company, you pay for that service, and that's a not gonna matter. It's not gonna matter. matter. I don't think it'll matter because they'll they'll push the policy and then okay, you file a lawsuit. Well, guess what? You gotta wait for it to get to the Supreme Court, or you gotta oh, wait yeah, for gonna litigation. Take, it's gonna take. It's gonna, it's take, gonna take time. Yeah. So it, it even if it even if it only takes a few months, that's a few months of damages created. And you you for example, if they pass these rules and regulations, you know Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, all of their uh, subordinates. Uh, they'll all jump on board and say, okay, yeah, you're right. We're, we're going to ban all these individuals. And they ban them. They get rid of them. Uh, let's say this only lasts for three months. And then there's some kind of litigation that says you can't do this. These people have to be reinstated. Those accounts are gone. They're deleted. So you create a new account. If you had like, you know, millions of followers, 
That's gone. That that's done. That's gone. You you lost three months of revenue that you would have gotten from those advertisements and everything. Um, Facebook is already in lawsuits um, with individuals that have been banned on there or been barred from uh, advertising and those kind of things, not for violating anything as far as their their rules, simply because they're right wing and uh, they've spent thousands of dollars doing advertisements and they're being barred from those advertisements they paid for. So I don't, I really don't think they care if, if the administration comes out and says something that will be the green light for them and they'll start regulating and uh, they'll, they'll probably try to pass. Well, here, let's look at it this way. If they pass filibuster nonsense and get the, the voting stuff through next step uh, is going to be silencing dissenters. Which brings me to my last point here. There's some strange stuff going on at 1600 Pennsylvania, some odd things. And I'm not talking about Joe Biden making ridiculous statements like that. There's something else going on outside of that building, in between the fence and the building itself. They're putting concrete barriers up. And I'm talking about like the H barrier. So you've got like the, the concrete barrier at the bottom and then the two steel walls on either side of it. They're erecting a concrete wall in front of the building with no apparent explanation as to what the security measures for. There are uh, their live video, excuse me, uh, Amidst the uh, construction of the wall, live video feeds of the building are also uh, being shut down. So you're not allowed to see it. You know, the live feeds that they have up there all the time, those have all been cut. The construction of several security barriers can sometimes occur ahead of foreign heads of state visiting the U.S., but no events have been publicly announced or scheduled. You don't put these kind of walls on the White House lawn if there is a, uh, a head of state coming to visit. You just don't do it. Not like this. The uh, construction team appears to have begun building the wall on the White House's north lawn between the structure and the pre-existing iron fence, which was last remodeled in 2019. Now, uh, Bruce, I'm going to show some different footage here uh, of what I saw this morning. And clearly, this is a little bit better view. You can clearly see these walls that are going up, these these concrete barriers and these steel steel walls that are going up here. So what are these things for? What are your suspicions? Because that's all we have at this point is just a suspicion. The feeds have been cut. The walls are going up. A concrete wall is going up in between the fence and the building itself. They don't just put these things up for no reason. So in your opinion, what do you think is going on? And they also have, obviously, um, law enforcement over there. I see the officer yep. walking around over there, which yep. I know I expect. Uh, but And you um, see they've got another line of barriers back there as well. Do you see that? Where the yeah. hedge is? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm noticing that as well. So the first thing that comes to mind with this is... Um, they're trying to get rid of the filibuster to change voting systems. They're also talking about um, a possible economic collapse with uh, China, which could throw the rest of the world into upheaval. We're already seeing inflation. We're already seeing shortages of food, uh, other products. Uh, I think, uh, uh, what was it? Um, uh, used cars are up something like 37%. Uh, mm -hmm. gasoline is up 50%. Yeah. Um, and the Inflation's, inflation numbers are yeah, going to keep going. Yeah. It's just going to keep rising. Highest inflation we've seen since the eighties. With all of that in mind, it looks like they could be preparing for some kind of, um, potential unrest of some kind. Yeah. And you've also, like I said, oh. you've also got vaccine passports going in in DC in, in the city. Now, I mean, that might not have anything to do with, uh, the, the white house, but I mean, they're going in, in the city. That's a city problem. That's not it's got, it doesn't have anything to do with the White House. Well, I mean, it does, but it doesn't kind of thing. Yeah. So the White House doesn't really have a say in it. No, they don't have a um, say in that. Another side of this, uh, I forgot it because um, we, we kind of discussed this a little bit beforehand. We also had the uh, DOJ uh, creating the 
domestic terrorist uh, department. And it's possible that department may, just speculating, um, let's say they find a domestic terrorist. What do you do with domestic terrorists? If you did, like, what, what, what's the next step, right? The next step in that scenario is to dig down doors, right? I mean, if you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna hunt down domestic terrorists, it, the other thing is is these don't look like remodeling walls. These no. don't look like berries you would put up for remodeling. But do you remember the Capitol Hill fence, the the fence they put up yeah. around the Capitol? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. that's that was put up there. But they said it was to prevent you know an insurrection and and everything like mm-hmm. that. I mean, mm-hmm. the, you know, the razor wire and all that stuff. And Nancy Pelosi wanted fifty caliber machine gun nests and everything else. Yeah. Uh, and then you had yeah. what was it like sixty thousand troops there for I don't know a year and a half, and I think some of them are still there, and they don't have magazines in their guns, kind of thing. This seems like they're doing the same thing, except at the White House. I mean, what is this going to be like their last stand or something? I mean, when you start Maybe. barricading yourselves in like this, then that means that um, historically, that means you're about to do some really bad stuff. Yeah, th- this is like okay. First, uh, if if I were a homeowner, the first thing I'm thinking of as a homeowner is. All those barricades are going up or are, are sitting on the grass. You're ruining the grass where that's sitting, number one. Number two, uh, the track hoe that's, that's, that's placing all those things is absolutely destroying the, the lawn. Yeah. So it, it's not like this is going to be just a temporary, you know, short-lived thing. I think this is going to go on for a lot longer. I, I don't know. This Bruce, is... Maybe, maybe, maybe we're looking at this all wrong. And I'm just, I'm just speculating here. Maybe we're looking at this all wrong. There is a fountain out there. Maybe they're doing some work on the fountain. It's possible. The, the, the question I would have is at that point, why would you put the barricades so far out from the fountain? And then the barricades aren't, uh, God, I hope that's what it is. I, I hope that's all it is. Is it's I, just I don't, working on I don't the know. I, I don't know. Because there, there is a fountain there. But the last I heard, the uh, the fountain that's there was worked on a couple of years ago. Yeah. So I, 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 I hope know. that's all it is. Because those barricades don't look like... They don't look like they would be really used to like stop debris from going anywhere or, no. you know, those kind of things. They're, they're no. usually bigger and they usually use scaffolding and, and tarps. It's not usually cement barricades. I don't know. I, I hope it's just renovations. That that would be... That would make more sense. I, I don't know. That, I'm, that I'm, we're be, looking at yeah. both sides here. We're, we're looking at both sides yeah. here. I mean, that's that, that's all we can do. I want to think the best of things are, are yes. intended here. Yes, because uh, the other one, I, I hope the other scenario isn't true. And these are, these, are, these are barricades to keep people out. I mean, it wouldn't be... The only reason I can keeping, say... Yeah, the only reason I'm, I'm making that assumption is because you see the second line that they're doing behind it. Uh-huh. That's the only reason I say that they might be doing something on the lawn there itself. So they don't care if they tear the, the lawn up because they're going to tear it up anyway. I mean, yeah, and how, long does it, yeah. how long does it take to replace? If the White House wants a well, new lawn, they're yeah. going to have a new lawn Solid. by yeah. noon yeah. at the White House. True. They will tear all that True. up and have that replaced. Fair. Uh, but, uh, well, yeah, and money's no object. That's true. No. I'm, I'm thinking no, of, of it as a no average if American. They, uh, yeah, if they want a new lawn, then they're going to have a new lawn there. But uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I honestly don't know. But it is, it is strange. It's odd. It's just maybe, odd. Maybe they're going to erect a statue there. Maybe it's going to oh, yeah. be, uh, 
you know, maybe like a, a Joe Biden and Kamala Harris or something. Oh, yeah. Statue. Yeah, that'll that'll be the day. That'll be the day. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are going to go ahead and jump out of here. Uh, it's been a uh, seems like it's been a short week, uh, but we will be on the exclusive tomorrow uh, with I believe Ned's going to be dropping in tomorrow. It's been a while since we've spoken to him. Haven't spoken to him since Christmas. So he will be back on tomorrow. Hopefully I did speak to him earlier in the week and I do believe he's going to come on. Uh, so we hope to sit down with him tomorrow. If not, then you will get Bruce and I on the exclusive and Marty will be back in the coming days as well. So thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. As always, if anybody has any comments or feedback to send to us, drop us a line at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Everybody have a fantastic weekend.